Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Hiles. I'm Lydia Judy. I'm Derek Lemaster. And this is Screen Bloody Movies, the podcast where we review a horror movie each week, go over the horror movie news, and we find different backgrounds for Derek. That's a good one this, this week, Derek. It is. I felt like it uh, was very appropriate. Yeah, much spookier than the, uh, the, the cheese grater that's usually behind you. <laughs> Whatever, there's usually a teapot and a little tiny house and a stack of cooking books. <laughs> Cookbooks. I'm gonna miss that little tiny house. Mm-hmm. That little tiny house did keep Lydia going through most episodes. I should have put a light in it. She, that would have made it real spooky. She cute. just imagined that she lived there. She's like, that would be a nice cozy place. Uh, so, funny story. Um, uh-huh. And you know, everybody's got a hobby. So my brother's wife has a hobby. She makes like little, little stick hobbit houses. That's amazing. It is kind of amazing, actually. That's cool. Like they're yeah. very impressive. She they sent me some pictures. Stick and, uh, Hobbit houses. You probably could have sold it better. <laughs> like I model. definitely could have sold it, but they are kind of like there little models, yeah. But it looked like she little went and models. collected some sticks and stuff like that and glued it to, uh, together to make a little house. Maybe if I can find the picture, I will put it up uh, on the screen right here. I love that. Right there. If there not, you'll just see us, and we're lovely. <laughs> I will just make a fake house and pretend. I'll, I'll, what we'll do is if we can't find the picture, I will just take a picture of the Amityville house and put it here. Because you, you guys know how we feel about Amityville at this point. Yeah. Just one of the best uh, 70s movies ever made, right, guys? It was uh, right? a masterpiece in horror. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, Amityville's not a masterpiece of shit. But we will be talking about today's movie. <laughs> That's a great segue into tonight's feature, featured movie. It's a, so I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, but we'll, we'll get into it after we get to horror news. Um, called this is, It's Children of the Night. So uh, I know you're on pins and needles because most of you are thinking, what the fuck is that? <laughs> which Rightfully is a very, so. Which is a very natural response to have. So let's get into it, guys. Let's start with the horror news. The first piece of horror news we have here is um, some casting news on our a Halloween staple, which is um, Hocus Pocus, the sequel to Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus 2 is being filmed. Yeah, yeah. I know Derek's a big fan. Love you a big movie. fan, Lydia? I'm a pretty big fan, yeah. I, I'm i uh, ambivalent on Hocus Pocus. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Have you consulted I mean, a doctor about that? Since, since <laughs> that was we're a putting it out joke, there. Kinda. <laughs> since we're putting it out there about Hocus Pocus, I loved Hocus Pocus growing up. I loved it so much. Now it is like its own thing that everyone seems to be really obsessed with it. But I was always very much in love with Billy Butcherson. Mm. Maybe we'll uh, we'll do an episode uh, next Halloween season for that. Um, but we got some casting news. So the uh, the star of um, Werewolves Within. Uh, Sam Richardson has joined the cast. Do you guys want to see what Sam looks like? Let's see what he looks like. 
does he look like he Billy Butcherson? <laughs> he does not look like Billy Butcherson. It's his brother, Tommy. <laughs> it's Butcherson. Tommy Is this Butcherson. a zombie? Just a zombie guy? No, here he is. Oh. Okay. Right here. Sam Richardson from Werewolves Within. Uh, so he has just joined the cast. So the casting process is coming together. Um, the plot of it is, if you guys don't know, uh, three young women accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern-day Salem. They must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on the world. Which kind of sounds like the plot to Hocus Pocus. <laughs> it does. <I> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I. I mean, but really, what else would you do with them? Nothing. I mean, I mean, you can't. I guess you can have them like open up a coffee shop or something. <laughs> Maybe that's that's yeah. the ending. They're stuck here, and they her book gets destroyed, and she has no magic, and she has to open up a coffee shop. There we go. Wow. Solved it. That broke like the story. That, that shouldn't be made. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Sounds like it's going to be on par with uh, Children of the Night. (laughs) Nothing's on par with that. Uh, Next bit of news is... um, So we have a little bit of uh, more Hellraiser news. So as you know, um, there's two competing Hellraiser properties. There is the David Bruckner's uh, Hulu movie that they just cast a female as Pinhead. And then there's the David Gordon Green produced uh, Hellraiser uh, movie, uh, TV series that's coming out uh, for HBO. And uh, David Gordon Green was talking about that. His HBO series is with uh, Michael Doherty and um, Mark Verheiden, who did uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, among other things. Um, so he, he, he said, uh, we got it over at HBO, that's not in the script form yet, but it's being developed. It's going to be fascinating because it's a different platform, different concept, different creators, but the same properties. I'm not sure where that ends up and how that goes. I'm very curious. It's a fun cultural experiment, right? There being two different competing uh, pinhead properties. So um, he's kind of taking it with like a grain of salt and you know having fun with it. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but we haven't definitively answered. Do you think two competing Pinhead movies or two competing Hellraiser properties is going to saturate the market, or do you think it's good? I've got an idea. Maybe I should uh-huh. write about it into them and see what they think. They should make, they should do a crossover, and it would be like a Hellraiser multiverse. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Like a Spider Verse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hellraiser verse. <laughs> See what that I'm saying? That would be so terrifying, though. It would be. Um, I I love this. your your the way you exclaimed that. But Hellraiser, <laughs> your excitement for it almost makes it work. Makes it seem like a good idea. Yeah, almost. I missed it by that um, much. I yeah. I mean, I'm. Hey, look, I'm open for multiple interpretations of this. I mean. As long as we get good quality product, and and they're going to be two completely different beasts. If one's a feature film and one is a TV series, I mean, one's going to have an hour and a half to two hours to tell a story, yeah. while the other one's going to have a long form storytelling taking place. So, I think there's definitely room for both of them, and I'm excited to see what the different uh, concepts are for these. It'll be interesting. I think it's going to be fun too. Now you you've read the book, right? Yeah, but it's is... been 
it, yeah, it's been a long, long time since I read the Hellbound Heart. Like, we're talking after high school, <laughs> so my early twenties. So that's at least so like thirty years, years ago. Years ago? Uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys are hilarious. But when Derek was in high school. It was 150 years ago. Oh, really? Now we're exaggerating <laughs> by a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a real question. So, was it a was it a, like a, a long novel or was it just like a short story? Um, it has a point. It's a it's a, a novel. It's a novel. novel. Are either one yeah. of these properties gonna like? resemble that novel or it's just going to be a whatever direction they take it in do we know that? yeah it is um so the new one is supposed to be um the the new bruckner movie is readapting the hellbound heart which is the plot for hellraiser you know the hell the, the basic skeleton of the hellraiser movie is the same as the hellbound heart as far as the cinnabites frank cotton uh kirsty cotton all that stuff, them him getting having her kill for him to bring him the flesh of the people, that is is similar. It's just the mechanisms of hell itself are slightly different, and the Cenobites are different. Hmm. Um, in the novel, it's the Hell Priest, um, and he has a very small part. And then when they designed the movie, they created Pinhead, and he looked fucking awesome. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna use this guy to sell this movie because he looks awesome." You know, they probably saw a story in the news where a guy got shot in the head with like a nail gun, and they're like, "Let's do that, put all over his head." Uh, no, I, I don't think Happy Gilmore existed yet. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about people getting shot with nail guns in this house. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Next yeah. topic. It happens. <laughs> it happens from time to time. <laughs> Safety first, guys. Safety that's right. First. Safety, that's safety what first. I, tell, I tell Clark that all the time. Safety first. Yeah. Uh, this next bit, I'm going to share my screen. You guys are going to love this. Um, so, <laughs> we've got a, another new action horror adjacent action figure. You guys ready for this? What do you think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Universal Monsters? <clears throat> No, 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 oh, no, no. I don't. I don't think that's that bad. I think it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mean, there's it's... Raph as Frankenstein. Okay. I think that's the only design we have from Nika. So oh, far. okay. Is, I was like, is there more? Is Raph? Is Raph? Uh, it says here the first of the Universal Monsters TMNT line. So it looks like we're gonna get like other monster designs from the rest of the the boys. What What do you think of that? That's pretty creative. I like that. I mean, um, Derek, you don't seem to be a fan of this. I'm not a fan. Why not? It looks like you took a Tootsie Roll and put it on his head and smashed it on the ground. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's kind of how Frankenstein looks. <laughs> I mean, it, it like kind of is. Tootsie but, Roll head. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It. it uh, you know what I was a really big fan of? And this is a little off topic, but hey, it's our time. Uh, you remember Monsters <laughs> of the Gridiron? The... Uh, the football? Yeah, the NFL trading cards. Yeah. Those yeah. were pretty cool. But anyway, uh, that, I mean, it kind of did look a little cool. Just, it's, it's so weird. I'll well, have that's to, what the turtles have, do. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. I'll have to 
come to terms I mean, with it. especially I remember back in the day with the Playmate Turtles, uh, they made like so many different. I mean, they just their mm. goal was to sell toys, right? Yeah. So I mean, they money. had Rockstar Turtles, they had baseball, football, sports mm. turtles, they had turtles in space, they had all kinds. I still have a <clears> bunch <throat> of them upstairs, which I will snap a picture of and put right here, so that way you guys can see them, uh, the audience can see them. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I still have some of those turtles, believe it or not. I collect toys sometimes. <laughs> you know, it your kids are going to have a lot oh, of fun. Squirtle! With all your toys. The, my kids are never going to touch <laughs> my Jasons and Michael Myers and Freddy's. And my dad wants that. Don't touch it! That's a beautiful Squirtle. This is the turtle that always sits with me while I podcast. He keeps, keeps me company. That's nice. That's good. Wait, because you guys I have a company, so I have him. Yeah, I can. Un- yeah, I can understand. <laughs> I mean, if I, I reach Michael. far enough, I can find a teddy bear. I have Michael watching my back, along with Ash and, and company. So I'm in good hands. All right, guys. The big news of the week. We're continuing our saga of dun, Rob dun, Zombie's dun. Oh, monsters. God. Yeah, I saw these. <laughs> If so here seen are them yet. the pictures. Here are the pictures of the cast in makeup. What do you guys think of this? How do you think they I, look? I think Grandpa looks really great. I like mm-hmm. Grandpa. I like Lily. Mm-hmm. I think Herman mm-hmm. looks like he's pooping in this specific. <laughs> well, that's picture. just the face he's making. I yeah. know, but uh, I don't like Herman. I like the other two. I, his I voice will make, bad. make or break Yeah, I don't us. think he looks bad. I think, no, I, I mean, think he, Herman... Herman always makes some, like, crazy faces anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't so think, I think he was just bad. doing something I... silly. Who is the actor who plays I think... Herman? I just clicked off of it. Uh... <laughs> 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 um, I'll tell you who the actor that plays Herman is. It is, um, I had to, I put Munster's cast and I got the original cast. I was like, that's not what I wanted. Um, so playing Herman is, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Sherry Moon Zombie, of course, plays Lily and Dan Robach plays, um, Dan Robach plays, uh, Grandpa. Well, you're you're not. Uh, you, you guys aren't shocked that Sherry Moon Zombie is going to play Lily. Nope. I still am trying to like decide one way or another on that. I'm going to uh, stick with my original I... skepticism about this project. I think he's going to screw it up. Hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Derek's, wrong too. Derek's cup is always half empty. My cup is half full for this. I think it. I think he's going to do a good job. I think he's going to be fun. It looks fun. Yeah, mine's about 25%. It's definitely not 50%. <laughs> not even approaching. What do you think, Lydia? Your face is saying a bunch of things. I know. I'm just like, kind of wish it wasn't her, but I haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to like <laughs> judge. You know, like It's just going to take me out of it, I feel like, just knowing I... that it's her and that she's in every of his movies. You know. It's just one of those things, I, I guess. That. I agree with that. I agree with her casting. It definitely is 
feels and reeks of nepotism, you know. Uh, but hey, you know what? If if my wife was an actress, I'd probably put her in most of my projects too. Sarah is not, so I don't have that problem. There you go. Thankfully, she steers as far away from it as possible, actually. And then this part, this last bit of news, guys, is a little bit of fun. It's just because uh, uh, well, this will be a com- the supplemental material to our uh, Halloween Kills review that we're that we're putting out. But this right here is a little bit of I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I mean, I doubt you did because you, you, you did you only watch it once, right? I've only watched it once. Yeah, Lydia, Halloween Kills. You watched once. Yes. So I've watched it four times. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed this as well. Check this out. On the end scene where they're going to attack Michael, this woman's weapon is an iron. <laughs> I mean, from wow. here, I, I thought it was a mixer. <laughs> so, it is so. an iron. You see it? I mean, that's kind of like a brick. It's an iron. I mean, that's a weapon. That's, oh a, that's a weapon. Yeah. What do you guys think it's of this? Is this, did this? You find this as funny as I did? I loved it. I was like, that's totally something that somebody would grab from their I house. Can't believe, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I do think that's it, it is a weapon that you would you would uh, grab from your house. I mean, it's got a metal base. It would hurt if you hit somebody in the face with it. Especially if you use the cord and swung it like a <coughs> mace, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember an iron fucks Freddy up and uh, Freddy, uh, Freddy's dead. There you go. See? Case in point. Um, of course, he comes back. But, I mean, so did Michael when he wrecked the fuck out of Hattonfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of that movie. Stay tuned for our, uh, I mean, listen to it. It's up. It's uploaded at this point. Listen to the Halloween Kills review. So, guys. Whew. Hope that was a good palate cleanser for you, because we're about to talk about uh, this film that Derek recommended, a 1991 Tony Randall movie called Children of the Night. Uh, let's talk about, like we do every week, let's talk about our experience uh, with this movie and our <laughs> memories of, of said movie. So wait, before let's we... Start, uh, let's start with... Before go we go in there, do you guys re- recall how this movie came to be on our list? I do. I recall it because you were asking me if I remembered the movie where vampires' lungs came out of their mouths yes. and they breathe underwater. So this is related to popcorn. Because after we watched popcorn, Lydia's like, man, you've watched some weird movies, Derek, or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. And I was like, oh, yeah? Well, I think the word should... was shitty, Derek. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was like, have you guys seen the vampire movie where they puke their lungs out and they sleep underwater? And you're like, what? that movie doesn't exist oh but hold my beer so let's uh let's start with you derek you have a history with this movie tell us your history of this film (laughs) i don't remember this film except for the fact that there were vampires that uh slept underwater with their lungs out of their body that's the only thing i remember about this movie so i mean that's the extent of my history i remember watching that one part that's it. <laughs> good, good, good. Lydia, this is your first time watching this movie too, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Derek just explained my history with the movie also. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, that's great. That's my history with it as well, is Derek saying, 
do you guys remember this? And I, and me saying, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I feel like his so, words were, I feel like his words were, do you guys, d- did you guys ever see the movie where the vampires had their lungs on the outside? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what like it was. The whole, so, it was just like where the so, lungs are on the outside. So I was assuming that they just had lungs on the outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they turned into cocoons puked him out when they slept underwater and was in a movie that just makes no sense. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's dive into this, some bitch. Let's get into <laughs> the great film that is Children of the Night. So what I will say, guys, is the opening to this movie, the like the opening music, is pretty good, I feel like. I I think the opening music is pretty good. I don't think it's bad. I think it sets a pretty cool tone. Um, the opening titles are kind of neat because they're just that old school, you know, uh, letters with the lines through them, over them. I kind of dug that as well. Uh, what do you guys think of this little opening title sequence? It's the best part about the movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like the music. Um, I'm, I can't exactly remember it, but I felt like it was kind of generic for that time. It was, but it was it was it was nice. It was you know like oh, like it wasn't it bad. made me feel like <laughs> yeah, it made me feel like I was watching a VHS, and I was like oh, this is comfortable. I like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a nostalgic thing, but it's not like great or anything. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a John Carpenter piece. You know, <laughs> it's not one that we're we're talking. Obviously, we're not talking about it 30 years later, like we mm. are, you know, uh, the the fog, for instance. But, you know, it's it's it was it was all right. So we basically go from there to. Um... Thanks, Lily. Uh, we go from there to. Um... We meet this this woman is dropping her daughter off to meet with her friend, and her friend's kind of like they're on bikes essentially, and they're talking to their uh, their talking to the uh, grandma or whatever and they're yeah because her friend lives her with mom's grandma. like yeah and her friend's like uh her friend lives with the grandma the the other girl's mom's dropping her off and which is cindy and the other girl's name is tara so she tells tara uh or they go in to eat dinner with the grandma and grandma basically she tara or cindy starts making some jokes about like asking grandma to explain stuff and she knows that'll get her on a tangent yeah, because she has a bunch of uh, religious figurines and stuff like that around her house. Religious relics. Yeah. Relics, there you go. So she's like, she's like, oh, uh, what about this? And she's like, don't get her started. So they end up saying, you know, end up escaping from grandma. And she's doing her, um, they're, they're having a conversation in the barn. And she says, uh, you know, basically, hey, I'm going to take my, uh, she's smoking a cigarette. And she's like, you know, why did you try to get grandma going or whatever? And she reveals that she snuck some uh, whiskey out of grandma's house. And they're going to go on their bike ride and they're going to go to the crypt, this flooded crypt to swim like one does. (laughs) Right. One does not do that. What do you guys think of just this opening interaction? What are your thoughts on just this introduction of these characters in any of this? Well, the I'm first part. Confused. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I thought the girl's name was Lucy. Is it Lucy? It is Lucy. 
Lucy, not Nancy. Uh, Cindy. Uh, wait, who's Cindy? Yeah, it's Lucy and Cindy. Yeah. Lucy and Cindy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cindy Lucy is the Cindy. Uh, the one who gets gets dropped off, and Lucy's the one who uh, lives with her grandmother. That's what it is. Okay. Sorry yeah. about that. Yes. Uh, you know this movie is terrible, so I forget names. <laughs> You're like I'm so discombobulated. Well, I wrote down the wrong name. I think is what I did here on one of the one of the notes. But yeah, so Lucy is the main girl. She's basically yeah. playing the Lucy character from. Yeah, I get you. I got you. So anyway, what do you think of this opening with these characters? It's um, fine. It, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's all. I just was like, it's it's just fine, you know. It's a '90s kid. It seems like a '90s kids movie, right? It does. So I'll, I was going to get into this a little later, but even from the beginning, this movie feels like a an episode of Goosebumps, <laughs> right? I feel like it feels has like less. One. I feel like it has less atmosphere than an episode of Goosebumps. I'm a fan of Goosebumps, it does, and this is slightly... The, the way a lot of this is shot, and we'll get into some of these shots later, uh, yeah. and the performances reminds me of a, of an, of a TV movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. a, like yeah. a Goosebumps or something, like a TV movie. And I got those vibes hardcore when I watched the beginning of it. I was like, kind of feels like a you know, 90s uh, like TV movie, or Goosebumps, as, you, as I said. Or like you said, a kids movie. Um, so yeah, so then they go to the grave. This first part is it's kind of wholesome, you know. This girl lives with her grandma. Her grandma's really religious. She's a virgin. I think she's just graduated from uh, high school or about to. And then she talked about like leaving the town and like that's kind of the thing. Like if you don't swim in the crypt then you don't wash away the sins of the town or something along those lines and you, you all, you're destined to come back. And so, I mean, it's, it's kind of wholesome in like that specific uh, way, but, but yeah, also a little ho- uh, hokey. Well, yeah, super hokey. And it, it's yeah. the setup works. I suppose it works. Tell you what, it <laughs> definitely would not be going to swim in a crypt. <laughs> That doesn't no. sound fun at all. No, that sounds absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, like, so, yeah, I mean, they go to this... Local pond. Yeah, anywhere. Go anywhere besides the crypt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they go to this crypt, and then um, they do their, their, their business, I guess, and they start swimming, and her cross falls off and lights up like an electric neon light underwater and it awakens the villain uh the 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 main vampire what's this guy's name uh dylan? it is no his name's not dylan <laughs> it's... <laughs> like sakar or something like that sakar yeah we'll dylan. just call him dylan vampire <laughs> is uh it just says vampire on here but yeah, yeah, it says it's in, the, a weird in the thing. It's, yeah, like Sakar. Sakar is what it is. C Z A K Y R. Sakar. I like mine better. So they awaken Sakar, and uh, he jumps up and grabs. How did uh, you spell it? C Z A K. Uh, C Z A K Y R. Sak- I feel like it's like Sakar? Sakir. Sakir, maybe? 
Thecker. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like not say it very much. Yep, just Dylan. Dylan. Let's call him Dylan. <laughs> so Dylan goes up from the grave <laughs> and attacks and attacks uh, uh, Cindy. Yep. And uh, lifts her up, and then he, you know, is like shaking her, and then he bites her, and you see like blood drip down, and you see uh, Lucy like afraid. Yeah. And then we get like a a, a smash cut to um, this teacher in the classroom. And he's teaching this... uh, Mark is his name. Uh, It's the guy from 21 Jump Street. (laughs) I didn't even know that. Yes. I knew that because Sarah told me while she was watching. Sarah watched this one with me. And I don't think she's ever going to watch another single one of these movies with me again. She's like, this is what you do with your time? Sarah watched this movie. Sarah watched this movie. Granted, Derek. she was she was making her she's making her jewelry while she was doing it, yeah. but she watched it. Derek, did your wife look watch what you movie? did? She was going to, but I couldn't get it to uh, uh, play through the TV, so I had to watch it on my phone. Oh my gosh! I, I didn't know that it was on all those it's on other everything. platforms. <laughs> yeah, it's on every single every single streaming service. But um, <laughs> um now you know. So he's teaching he's teaching this this girl and apparently she's just starting to read and uh she's reading a book that the the religious mother does not approve of. Um and so she asks about the devil and like what is he and and basically he Mark tells her the philosophical what the devil is, you know, like I mean maybe mm-hmm. he's just ourselves or whatever. And the mom's like this is sacrilege. Um and we find out of course that Mark used to be in the seminary but he left once he fell in love with a girl. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves with the girl, and we're introduced to the uh, priest character. Um, what's the priest character's name? Frank. Frank. Okay. Father Frank. Yeah. So Father Frank um, basically is like, you need to come with me. I need to show you something. So during this scene, guys, oh, yeah, yeah, there is... During this scene, there's a really weird camera shot there's two of them there's two yeah the first one is when she when the mom walks up to him we're filmed from underneath and they're upside down it's this weird shot of them uh and then later then it just keeps showing the mom's close-up of the mom's mouth while she's talking yeah she's got like this weird scar and it would be a yeah, yeah it would be effective if you did it for like you know, one or two, because it keeps cutting back and forth, like one or two of those, right? But like literally 98% of the scene is just this little focal point right here. It's, it gets really weird real fast. Just just yeah. on her mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Just on her mouth. Really strange. And that upside down shot was kind of disorienting because at first you're like, what the? F-? Like, what is this? Then you realize they're they're like, yeah, let's let's shoot from uh, somebody lay on the ground. It's gonna be great. Yeah, did these did these shots take you out of the uh, the movie at all? Those two for this scene, yes. Yeah. What do you think of these shots, Lydia? I don't. I I don't even remember the scene. I just watched this. <laughs> I just rewatched this. <laughs> 
I don't even remember that shot at all, so it must it must not have been too bad for me. You watched it twice and uh, forgot the shot. That's how memorable this movie is. I don't I don't yeah. remember the upside down shot, but I do. I mean, the scar thing. I think that's what why I forget because I'm focused on that scar. <laughs> it's a very it's a very not memorable movie. You're not. I mean, if you're forgiven, yeah. I'm forgetting stuff as I'm trying to go through this. And yeah, I completely look, the forgot side. the whole opening. <laughs> yeah. Look at the bright side. At least you didn't watch this and think it was in black and white. I will never do one of these episodes with you guys again. <laughs> You're never going to live that down, I don't think. I'm never going to live that down. Episode 200. Well, that's oh, one of you the guys remember when Derek watched a black and white movie and he thought it was in color? <laughs> you guys remember that? Like, that was like three years ago. Good. We're gonna do our year. We're gonna do our year-end roundup. Yeah, and recap. We're and that's gonna be on the recap of the first season, and then season ten. We're gonna we're gonna be like, hey, you remember in season one when Derek? <laughs> <laughs> the mind yeah, is a like, crazy thing. Go, and guys. It, it fills in the blanks. Yeah, it does. It does. So yeah, um, that scene, those shots took me out of it because they just were kind of. Uh, showy shots for no reason they weren't to move the story along i didn't feel like and i mean sometimes that's fine and once we get into this i mean i'll just say it right now but there's shots later in the movie what this movie feels like the direction of it feels like um they had just watched evil dead 2 and they're like hey let's try to do that stuff but they didn't they couldn't quite do it they didn't have the the sam raimi magic to pull that off yeah, they're like, well, We've got, I, I've got a great idea for a vampire movie. <laughs> Let's shoot it like Evil Dead. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see that a little bit, the the comparison and a few things here and there. Yeah, especially when we get to the second and third act of this movie. it's mm-hmm. There's some very strong Evil Dead vibes going on, and that's what they were going for, and I get it. They just don't quite nail the tone. They don't. The director uh, was Tony Randall. <laughs> yeah, the director is uh, Tony Randall. Just... So everybody knows who made this masterpiece. Yeah, not that Tony Randall. <laughs> this is the same Tony Randall that directed. Um, this is the same Tony Randall that directed um, Hellraiser Two. So basically, Father Frank takes him to um, the house of his dead brother, of Cindy. Yeah, basically, it's Cindy in her mom's house. Yeah. Because it's so essentially his niece and his sister-in-law. Yeah. So Father Frank has a brother that has died. And um, he fell in love with the, with the sister-in-law and had an affair with her at one point in the past. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, said that he's been watching over them, you know, but he's not doing it as like, because he's a good guy. He's doing it because he's in love with this woman. Yeah. And basically he feels that the the sickness that's befell them is because God is smiting him for his indiscretion, right? As one would. Think. As one would. Yeah, so this is where we find out that what do you guys think of Father uh before we get to the vampire stuff, what do you think of Father Frank's acting in this scene? Oh my god, it was off the charts. Frank, these things have to... You don't understand! I never told you the worst part. You have to understand! 
The woman that I had that affair with 10 years ago, that was Karen Thompson, my sister-in-law. A little big, isn't it? A little big. <laughs> I yeah. love this. This was like one of my favorite parts. Um, <laughs> when he's like, what does he say? Oh my gosh, it was so funny. He's like, I slept with my brother's wife. <laughs> Damn me to hell, I slept with my brother's wife. Yeah, yeah. And he's just saying it so funny. Yeah. Very big. Yeah. What do you think, Derek? Uh, yeah, definitely uh, a little bit of overacting. <laughs> a little bit. He could have tamed it down about three notches, but, uh, you know, he definitely got his point across. Yeah, so he so. pours himself a drink and he does this whole bit. And then, um, and then he takes, uh, Mark upstairs to to show what happened to the the other two, and that's when we see the selling point of this movie to, for Derek at least, which is we see Cindy laying in a bathtub with her lungs outside of her body, just floating. Now there's actually uh, at the uh, whenever they meet uh, uh, Doug, was that his name, the vampire? Uh, uh, no, Dylan. Dylan, dang. Anyway, we call him Doug too. So when they met Doug. <laughs> Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> when, they, when they saw Dylan, uh, he had his lungs out. It's a very brief shot, but it was. But yeah, this is the scene where you're like, I thought these people were vampires. And she's sleeping under the water and she's got her, <laughs> her lungs out. The best part is whenever like he's like, wait, you'll see only three, three more seconds of daylight. And then when the sun goes down. It's like instantaneous. Yeah. She, like, gets out of the water, and you see her, like, it's a shot from her back, and all you see is her going, <laughs> and you get this, this scene where she's, uh, like, sucking her lungs back into her yeah, body. <laughs> Which I don't know how, the, how that would work, because you need your lungs to suck in, right? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. You're exactly right, yeah. Where's the, and there's another discrepancy later in the film. But also, I didn't even realize this, but the cocoon, the mom is in a cocoon. The mom's in a cocoon, yes. Yeah, and, uh. She also has her lungs yes. on the outside of her body. Her lungs are outside okay, so that, while she's in the co like, cocoon. When her cocoon starts like kind of melting, and no. it's like that milky white, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes. Yeah. yes. That kind of gave me some Evil Dead vibes. Cause... Yeah, there's definitely... Well, the we'll talk about that right now. Uh, the reason I think a lot of that is uh, the special effects for this movie was done by K&B, <laughs> which is the great special effects house that did a lot of the... Uh, Special, you know, effects stuff for Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and that makes Creep Show. I mean, it's Greg Nicotero and uh, Howard Berger. Um, uh, Those guys. They do, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's uh, Robert Kirkman. That's that's who did the, uh, they did the, um, the special effects for this. But, um, yeah, so the sunlight goes down immediately, right, with the stopwatch. Yeah, and then they change, and then he pours in like leeches, right? Yeah. So the daughter can eat them, so that way the mother can feed off the daughter, but keep the daughter alive, right? Is that the way it's working? Yeah, kind of like a <laughs> symbiotic relationship, which you find out the uh, the vampire at the end also had in a strange way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a symbiotic relationship. So she's feeding off her, but she's not killing her. 
Uh, and so she's partially a vampire, but not fully a vampire, I guess. But she sleeps with her lungs outside of her body still. I don't know. I don't know. This thing's a mess. It doesn't make sense. So, so yeah. So, basically what happens is the next shot is Mark. Um, they're downstairs. <clears throat> and Mark's, like, pouring, drinking from the thing because he's, like, doesn't believe what he just saw. And he's like, those women need help. You know, they're, they're clearly have something wrong with them. We need to take them to the doctor. And Father Frank's like, no, they're vampires. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, he he tells her about uh, about um, Lucy's family, about how he's been trying to call Lucy's home, and he just keeps getting this weird breathing every time he answers. He's yeah. like, I think she's in danger. So I'm going to need you, Mark, to go to this town, and you need to check on them while I watch this family. The main vampire needs to die. That's the only way that they can be saved. Like, all right, I guess. Um, Mark, of course, doesn't believe it at first. And somehow, doesn't he know her family? Yeah, he tutored her. Okay, so he tutored her. That's what it was. Because he's like, I know of her. He's like, well, she needs your help. You know, the vampires are coming or whatever. how old is he? Dude, that's my big question, too. Because they've... They, he's definitely out of college, so he's in his mid twenties. She yeah. is seventeen. We know yeah. she's seventeen, and he's like max on her later in the movie. Like hey, he talks hey, about hey, how. Hey, hey, this was the eighties, man. Nineties, <laughs> was it? Yeah, nineteen ninety one. Oh, so it was almost the eighties. <laughs> it's like I thought he was like way older. Well, I think that's he is because way the actor is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean. If he's 25 and she's 17, you know, that's a pretty big age gap. Yeah. Hey, I dated a girl who was 18 and I was 25. She was in college. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. She's 17, Derek. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. He just needs to <laughs> wait a year and then he's good. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into the we'll get into that a little bit later. Since we got geppetto la master over here <laughs> whatever she was in college I stand by that. um so yeah he goes to this family house to see what's going on knocks on the door the grandmother answers and she's you know um like oh yeah she won't come out something's wrong with her she thinks that somebody's gonna hurt her she's locked in her room and we see her we see uh lucy locked in in the room and she's just kind of and he starts walking around the house and he starts noticing that all the of the their, all the religious uh, artifacts are gone yeah yeah and then she attacks him nope yeah yeah so this is the most evil dead shot i think that they had in the movie my personal opinion because he's like oh you know he's looking in there maybe i i would i really need to talk to her and he's like looking at the door, and then you see the the teeth like, that's right, yeah. And then the grandmother has revealed her fangs. Yeah, yeah. it does like the full Evil Dead turn, doesn't it? Yeah, it, but that that scene right there was like, yeah, they definitely, definitely. Which I mean, we mentioned whenever we did the Evil Dead episode that that inspired a generation of uh, directors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Still, still to this day, it inspires yeah. generations of filmmakers. I mean, but 
somebody like Edgar Wright uh, can, you know, parody, you know, take shots and parody Sam Raimi with uh, Shaun of the Dead, but he's excellent. So he can, he can make that work. Yeah. He did it in a way that was not silly and uh, ridiculous. Yeah. So this, this thing happens. She, she starts attacking her teeth are out now. They've got like the buck. What do you guys think of their fangs? What do you, we kind of glossed over this with the, what do you think of the vampire makeup in general? It's terrible. Pretty bad. Um, I mean, the makeup itself isn't too bad. But the design. Yeah. Don't work. Mm-mm. At all, in any way. I mean, they're huge. When the mom vampire is <clears throat> screaming, like, her dialogue, it's so cringy. The way it her voice Of course she's talking like this. Yeah, yes. it's, it's too very, obvious. Yeah, that it's she's got an obstruction in her mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but she kills it. Like she's oh yeah, she sells it. That's yeah, Black. she commits. Yeah. she yeah. commits for sure. She, I give her props for that. So when Grandma comes out and attacks him, they fight her off. Uh, Lucy runs out and hits her in the head with a golf club, and I guess buries it in her head. This is after she fell down the stairs. Yes, because he throws her down the stairs. And Mark thought he killed her. And he's like, she's dead. She's like, no, she's not. She comes back and buries the golf club in her head. And they run out. And she's like, you killed your grandma or whatever. And they start just driving down the road. <laughs> and they get pulled over by this cop. This police My officer. Favorite, favorite character in this whole movie. Yes. <laughs> she's a feisty one. She is something. And her name is um, Officer Gates. So Officer Gates pulls them over and basically says what we were just talking about, we the audience. Hey, buddy, what are you doing with this like teenage girl in your car? <laughs> he says, oh, I'm just taking my girlfriend home. Her dad needs her home. And it's like, aren't you 45? You know? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? Shouldn't you be playing, like, Robin or something? At this point, you're old enough to play Robin in the 90s. <laughs> That's like, good. I like, like it. what is going on here? So she, she, she says, hey, you know, um, well, the grandma just called, and she has a missing persons out on you, so I need to take you home because you're underage. And he's like, no, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take her. He's like, hey, buddy. How about you just keep driving and start dating girls your own age? <laughs> yeah. Go to bingo and pick up a chick. Yeah. Don't you? Walk the supermarket. I'm sure you'll find someone. Yeah. So um, the officer Gates takes her and they start driving towards the house. And Mark decides after driving away, he's like, no, I've got to go back and spins around. What do you guys think of this this Officer Gates dialogue that takes place next, where they they have like their little heart to heart? I think it's funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> so and she's funny. like, because she's from like New York or something like mm-hmm. that. She's a big city girl, and she was like, then I had to fall in love with one of these <laughs> backwards hillbillies who's been gone on a hunting trip mm-hmm. for like five days and. She, you feel like she regrets her life, but she loves the her husband. Anyway, it's a really funny, uh, really funny scene. Yeah, and they kind of have a good connection already. Like they the chemistry do. is pretty good. 
And you can yeah. tell that Officer Gates is, is not a bad person. Like, she's no. definitely doing what she thinks is best in this situation. So she takes her home, and uh, she's like, please don't get me in there with the grandma. And she's like, you'll, you'll be fine. And then she goes, she beats me. You know, she's going to kill me. She beats me. She abuses me. And pulls her in. And because she's like, because she answers the door, grandma does, with a fucking fruit basket on her head. Well, I mean, it's that or... Uh... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the uh, the thing sticking out of her head. Yeah, so she has the fruit basket. <clears throat> and she's like, oh, yeah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Talks, talks her in. She's like, well, you want to come in for something to eat? For a no, late night no. snack? Well, I'm going to have a late night snack myself. And then um, she starts to leave. And she tells her, she's got a golf club sticking out of her head. And she gets knocked out by a board. At this yeah. time, Mark arrives. And uh, he's like trying to look around, see what's going in. And this fucking kid pops up. Yeah, uh, the perv. Yeah, this what's is the his kid kid's name? Uh... Uh, I don't remember his name, but the fucking Peeping Tom kid. Yeah, he was pops it Billy? Up. What, is it Billy? I think it is Billy. It seemed like a Billy. That's, that's like such a name for this kind of character. Billy, yeah. Right? Such little a perverted Billy. name. Billy. <laughs> so little <laughs> Billy's like, hey, uh, I know how we can, we can look into her window. Are you trying to look into her? Because I see her changing all the time. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> Like, what is going on here? I mean, what is it with the movies that we watch and having guys just spy on girls? I mean, we have Wolfman. Now this? <laughs> What's going I know. on? I mean, this kid took it to a new level. At least uh, oh. the Wolfman was like, oh, you know, you have your clothes on. He's like looking at all the... He, I think at one point he's like, I've seen all the girls in this town naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, what a, what a freak. Future predator on the loose over here. No yeah, kidding. Like, so, the, the <laughs> nightly train. <laughs> it seems louder tonight than it normally it is. Does. This train is pissed. It's coming back with a vengeance. It is. <laughs> I will not be silenced. <laughs> you will listen to me toot my horn. So, um, he, he helps her find a win- helps Mark find a window to, to creep in on. And, um, Caesar, in this scene, just makes no sense to me, guys. And this is like a hundred percent, just like a. Uh, this is, I think, this is even more Evil Dead than the scene you talked about earlier. All of yeah. the appliances in the room are just going off for some reason. Like she can control them all, I guess. So all the appliances are going <laughs> off, and she's like, uh, has her tied up, and she's like, <laughs> and she goes to uh, like put a receptacle to catch her blood so she can drink it and mark decides the best way to enter this house is to like rambo dive oh yeah he totally somersaults into this thing somersaults into it and attacks her um what do you guys think of this scene i was inspired i went outside and i uh, opened the window and i was going to try to like dive through the screen <laughs> but <laughs> i couldn't get the couch out of the way <laughs> It was ridiculous. Yes, it's a really ridiculous scene, for sure. I'm with you, though. Uh, It is really confusing, because you're like, you know, why are all the appliances uh, going on the frets? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. No. And the only only shot that maybe kind of establishes this, if you're reaching, is uh, whenever 
Cindy and her mom are in the uh, in the locked in the room. There's yeah. a lamp that yeah. flickers sometimes. And, and it, yeah, it flickers in the hallway. So we get a little <coughs> bit of that. So I guess that's supposed to be one of their powers. But it's just not very well explained why or it's how. It's not. It's just that this is the thing that happens. Um, so they finally kill Grandma, right? How do they kill Grandma again? He stakes her. That's right. Just a plain old stake. Yeah, and I think he says, I'm getting good at this. No, that's later he says that. So he stakes her, and then he, uh, they take off. And um, we cut from there to Father uh, Frank, who at this point, basically, what do you guys think of this whole scene coming up? This whole scene where Father Frank de- gets seduced by her, goes into the room, and... She like they start like having like this weird sex thing, and he lets her bite him, and then she like f- fucking cocoons. This scene, I it lost me. I was like halfway following this movie until this <laughs> scene, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> it's Lydia, I so want you to, weird. I want to be honest. When you got halfway through this movie, you were like, Derek is never picking another movie (laughs) ever again. I was like, okay, because I don't know if you remember the conversation, but I, I think afterwards, after you talked about this movie the first time, I brought up a movie that I watched, um, like for my childhood that I was like, this is a really scary, like bad kind of, uh, movie that nobody remembers. And I think... When I pick my movie from my childhood, it's going to be way better than this one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah, so this scene is it's really strange. So, like, she, he basically gives himself up to her because he loves her or whatever. And then the daughter decides she can't take it anymore and she can't let him die. So she waits for the mother to cocoon herself. Then she sucks her lungs back in. She goes over there, but I will say this, when she cocoons herself, there's some really cool makeup effects going on. Yeah. Like, we see it all in floral, we see all the, the cocoons come over, yes. we see the, the Which lungs vomits come out. out of her mouth. Yeah, all the, of it comes out of her mouth. Yeah, and then the, the lungs come out. And they start to breathe. Which is really cool. Yeah. So all that's really neat. That um, all looks great. I'm not going to so, lie to you. That was impressive. <laughs> Like the the first like couple of frames where she, after she gets done and like they lay down on the bed and she like goes and like that stuff comes I'm like what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> then I realize she's like forming the cocoon yeah I was like which oh. I don't know what the point of the cocoon is I really don't but whatever right whatever yeah, so whatever. she she uh, uh, Cindy goes over and uh, stakes her and kills her. Yeah. And then the uh, the priest goes, you know, the priest is like, is everything okay? Is your mother going to be okay? And then, like, passes back out or whatever. I don't know. We, He just is gone at that point. <laughs> so um, our heroes are driving. They're trying to get the hell out of town. And um, she says, you know, uh, Lucy says, "I need. we need to go back for Officer Gates. She helped, She tried to help me. She's a nice person. They kidnapped her. We've got to save her. And at this time, Billy jumps out, out from nowhere, like just from yeah. nowhere, stops him and says, hey, they took that police officer. I know where she is. Um, she's up there at the bingo hall. 
And they're like, uh, okay. So Billy, hop on in. He's like, I just want you to know, I think this is a really bad idea. Yeah. And they drive up to the bingo hall, and he's like, all right, Billy. He says, all right, Billy, since, you know, since you're the peeping Tom and you know all the windows in this town, where's the best place to peep on these guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, what a great character. He's like, yeah. hmm, well, after the full moon or what, he's like, explains it. Like, well, the showers are over here. And he's like, but I think that there's a skylight on the roof. So they go up to the skylight and they look. And in this time period from Cindy being bit to now, which is like, what, a day? A couple days, maybe? During that time period, the whole town has been turned into vampires. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we, we... Let's backtrack a little bit. We skipped a part at the very beginning of this movie, which is showing the town. And we see this doctor. And he meets with the, like these other townspeople. And they like have this dialogue. They start talking about the people down the street talking about this heart stuff. We meet the town. We meet, like, the town drunk and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, so we're we going get... to throw up a picture of this doctor. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the most ridiculous representation of a doctor that you can see on TV. Yeah, it's a pretty bad one. Yes. This movie so... is a ridiculous representation <laughs> for a vampire movie <laughs> on TV. That is true. That's not wrong. <laughs> so... Fast forward to where we were. We're in the uh, bingo hall, and she sees that the whole town's turned. And then, dude, this is where I get the biggest Goosebumps vibe. Want to go inside and get to know some of the locals? I've seen them all naked. They hear a voice behind him, and they find out that it's Billy is actually working with them. And we get this close-up low angle, and he's acting. I work with a vampire. I'm a familiar. Yes. Oh and it, and it like cuts, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, what? Like, why is this? How did that kid get cast to, to say those lines? Yeah, like... especially when they get into the bingo hall, and he starts talking about the, what you just said, Derek, <laughs> that he's familiar. I'm a familiar. I'm not a vampire. I just work for them and bring them food. And you're like, what is going on here? <laughs> and for that, they let me peek in all of the girls' windows. <laughs> yes. So then he, uh, which, by the way, let's take this into context. Dylan just woke up when she did this. So how long has Billy been a familiar for Dylan? <laughs> you know, who knows? You, you know, know what? what I mean? we'll, uh, we'll grant them that it's been, you know, three or four days. Okay, sure. I don't know. Sure. I don't but, like, he so, seems though. to know all about it, so whatever. But yeah. anyway, so, really... <laughs> now, I mean, that raises the question. Did they... They rose him, right? Like, the town... They rose him. He's been buried under there, but he's not attacked and come out of the ground yet, right? I mean... Well, so it, it almost seemed, like, whenever they went swimming in the crypt, that the, the cross coming off of her necklace is like uh what uh, it seems like it did hurt him because i think that there's a a scar on his yeah, forehead yeah there is so i think that's actually what woke him up because he had because there's a there's a uh, story later in the movie that uh yeah. marty the town drunk 
Tells them. Yeah, he tells gives them. us the backstory. And that's what I was wondering. I'm like, so I'm guessing that he hasn't been feeding on the townspeople all this time. There hasn't been missing people. It's just when he awakened them. Yeah, and he had the children down there to sustain him. Yes, during this whole time. They must have eaten okay. fish. Yeah, I I get, I, who knows? So... And those so are the, the children of the night. The, those are the children yeah. of the night, yes. So then, of course, uh, they're like, we work for our master. this movie at all. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the children of the night is what the movie is called. I know, I know. And they're in the movie in one scene. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> to be fair, referenced Jaws, in two, I guess. To be fair, Jaws is only in a handful of scenes in Jaws. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, he also drives the entire plot. <laughs> yeah. And Jaws is a stone cold tin tin pumpkin classic. So <laughs> They could have called Jaws anything, you know. Yeah. And it would have been so awesome. So it would have been a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um at this point, that's when he's like, we do this for our master. And they start chanting his name. They're like, Dylan, Dylan. <laughs> we don't know his real name. <laughs> he's a rock star at this point. Yeah. So he Dylan. comes out and he's all like, <laughs> and um, that's when Officer Gates is pulled out and she attacks one of them, you know, knocks one of them out and pulls a knife. And she's like, you know, Let's let's go. What's what's her no. line? That she says. She says, "All right, Froggy, let's leap." Come on, Froggy, jump. That's what it is. All right, Froggy, let's leap. <laughs> or something like that. All right, Froggy, leaper. Yeah. And she. Oh my gosh. She gets so her bad. throat slit by his fingernails. So she's dead. The uh, our main characters like escape, right? Don't they just like start fighting them off? essentially yeah i think so although i tell you what this is the scene where the legend of uh, officer gates is born and lives on she attacks that vampire like a true hero yes yes she does anyway that's what made, makes her my favorite character yeah but yeah uh, that and yeah she has the best dialogue too she does except for that except for that last line that's not the best it's a little dead <laughs> She could have worked on that. She could have said something like, suck on this, you son of a bitch. That would have been a better line. Anything would have been better than what she said. Come on, let's hop. Make like a tree and leave. (laughs) We skipped skipped over her best line. Which is what? When she's in the car and she screams out the window, bastard. Oh yeah, and it right. echoes in the mountains. Bastard! We have to please put a that clip is... of that in this. <laughs> Don't worry, it's actually right here. Bastard! Yep. So, um, our 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 duo escape, and um, she ends up running like she gets trapped away. And Dylan starts chasing her down, right? Like, in an alley. And yeah. then Mark is separated from her. He's trying to find her. Yeah. And then this is where the... the so at the beginning of the movie, the movie opens with this van with a giant cross on the top of it, spouting Jesus stuff, you right? Missed a, you missed a small piece here. Well, hang on. 
Okay. So the movie opens with this cross, and then it shows yeah. the van in the speakers. That mm-hmm. comes into play in this scene. Now, what does. were you saying? So when she's in the uh, she's in this alley, right, and she's like running mm-hmm. down there to establish she's a virgin, and then she sees these two people. That's right. Yeah. In the weird cocoons. Doing it in the cocoon. Doing it in the cocoons. <laughs> yeah. It's really and she just strange. stares at them. Yeah, she's like, oh, I wonder what they're doing in there. <laughs> yeah, she's a virgin. That's why the master wants her. Master Dylan wants her because virgin blood is the best blood, I guess. Or, or yeah, something. you know, it tastes sweet. Billy tells us this. So Billy is chasing after Mark, and he fucking turns around and stakes that kid. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and I the kid's like, nose. I told you I was not a vampire, you asshole. Yeah. And I was so out. shocked. And I put my notes, he killed a little kid. Laughing face, laughing face, laughing face. <laughs> well, it's like, Straight up, up, until, up until this point, it's like a 90s kids movie. Yeah, And it's like, there are some things that you're like, whoa, I mean, that's a little bit, you know. Yeah. But then it's like, the, this kid just full on gets murdered right in front of your face. You know how many? Stakes through the chest and dies with blood coming out of his mouth. Like, that's not Goosebumps. We, on here, on Screen Bloody Movies, have a long tradition of watching movies where children die. We do. So we like to continue that tradition. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're picking it back up. Yeah, Children of the Night starting to streak strong again. I will say that... our first four episodes were, like, dead kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, I think in the first one, you're like, yeah, man, they really, they, they made one of the... Or committed like one of the things that you, you don't do in in horror movies. You kill a kid, and then like every other movie that we watch, <laughs> they killed a Dead kid. Kids. <clears throat> but Dead really, kids everywhere. yeah. What he did was he's. You know how many countless innocent women that he saved by killing that kid? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. He was on oh his way to God. be a freaking uh, representative from Florida. That's exactly <laughs> who he was going to be. Good job, Mark. Cleansing the earth <laughs> yeah. of vampires and pedophiles. <laughs> so, um, she basically, Dylan is about to attack her when he hears the the Lord speak from uh, what's the what's his name, Derek? Mar- uh, Marty. Marty. Yeah. So here's Marty speaking and driving this van. He runs off, they, he grabs them, they jump into the van, and they drive off to the windmill, which he thinks is the safest place. Um, so he takes them to the windmill. And it's not the windmill, it was the uh, old woodmill. Woodmill, woodmill, yeah. yeah. Takes them to the woodmill. And they're, uh, they, like, you know, they're talking <laughs> there, and that's where we get, that's like kind of the downtime of this movie, where we get all the exposition dumb. So Marty <laughs> tells us the backstory of Dylan. And you find out that he was a uh, supposedly a priest that was caught uh, doing bad things to children, and they uh, murdered him. And when they went there, he had killed all the kids too. So they murdered him, and they flooded the crypt uh, to basically wash away all of the past. Right? That's kind of yeah. the gist of it. And. Um, so they're like, that's what's going on. That's how this is happening. Because we find out that Marty was the one that filled it with water. He was yeah. the one that did it. 
and he feels guilty about it still and those all those dead kids and um we get a fight scene that occurs here a, like a big deadly uh, fat vampire jumps out for lack of a better word right i mean it's just like it's a true. big a big vampire guy pops up and starts throwing him around and um he ends up staking him mark does stakes him and that's when he says Man, you killed that vampire. And he said, oh, my God, I'm getting good at this. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you guys... And then there's also a bit where he talks about how he saw her. And once I saw that angel face, I knew I'd do anything for it. Talking about her. So what do you guys think of this whole scene? Creepy. Creepy. (laughs) Weird. Didn't like it. Other than the backstory that... uh of how like the crypt got filled and stuff like that, which they tweak a little bit later on when uh, Cindy mm-hmm. uh, gives a little bit more context to that. But uh, that part I really liked. I feel like it added to the story. The rest of it was just like, uh, you know, filler. Yeah. We, we got some time. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's kill it. Yeah. Yeah. It's filler, you know, yeah. Um, which is fine. So we get a little bit of a, after that, they he says, "I'm gonna fall. You know, I'll stay awake. You go get some sleep. You know, you haven't been a, asleep for a while. You get some sleep. We'll keep watch." So they, of course, both fall asleep. <laughs> like the guys are supposed to stay awake, and Cindy shows up and she starts talking to Lucy and she's like, "Hey, listen, we've got to end this fucker. You know, I know where he sleeps. I know what he's doing. I don't want to be part of the undead. I hate it. There's nothing fun to do." I tried to smoke a cigarette the other day, but my lungs can't hold air. So then why do you puke them up at night if and your lungs don't hold Use them air? to breathe. <laughs> that part made absolutely no sense. And I probably woke up my child guys? just then. It's like they were like going for something and they just kept like, oh, well, maybe, maybe we should do it like this. And like kept changing it and didn't like track follow it. through yeah. yeah they didn't track anything for sure because that when she said that line it didn't make sense to me i was like then why are your lungs outside of your body i really don't understand that whole bit like i, I just i don't understand the whole lungs coming out period Even... i mean i think it's a super creative it's choice. a cool idea yeah, yeah i mean it's, it's a great visual. super original idea i've never heard of it before i mean maybe maybe it's somewhere but like i've never heard of that before so mm-hmm. That makes me think you've got a good idea here. It was just not executed well at all. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I'm with you. You're right. It is unique and you've established it throughout the film and then you go and you completely contradict it with this mm-hmm. one uh, dialogue <laughs> scene. And it, it, it just made me so furious. I couldn't get over it. <laughs> that's, that's where Derek drew the line. I drew the line. I was like, like the rest of this is fine, but this... That does it for me, mister. So, she decides to run off with her to go fight the baddie. And um, Mark wakes up, and he's like, Oh my god, Marty, we fell asleep! We gotta get up! And he's like, Well, we're gonna take it to him. And we get, like, the Evil Dead 2 uh, work montage, essentially, right? Where it shows him, he's like, welding something, we don't quite see what it is. You know? Then when we're introduced to it, Oh my God, guys. It's 
the cross is just attached to the front of the vehicle. What do you guys think of this thing? So stupid. We gotta give it a name, man. We gotta give it a name. I call it the Christo Ram. The Christo Ram. I call it the stupid mobile. <laughs> that, that the stupid too. mobile. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, Christ on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> So, basically, the car itself, you know, it's the van. But, yeah, it has, like, a like a Christ-O-Ram, basically. Like, it has a, a cross-battering ram, right? Attached uh, to it. Yeah, it's supposed and to be, I, like, a spike, like... Yeah, but it's not... It doesn't stab it anybody. Doesn't it doesn't have does. any kind of stakes on it. It's, yeah. like, a rounded cross with light bulbs all over it. Yeah, like, and it just kind of knocks no... people down. There's nothing threatening. They don't hit. <laughs> like Most people just run from it. Well, and uh, I mean, it really <laughs> only plays after this like specific. The scene end of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's, it's the there for the end. Part. But it's, uh, yeah. Which is pretty so, predictable. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie. Well, yeah. As soon as you away. saw it, as soon as you saw it, you're like, oh well, that's how Dylan's gonna die, right? I mean, that's yeah. how Dylan's gonna die. Yeah. So. Um, they go there to 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 save her, and they show up, and they they have Molotov cocktails. Why not? And they're throwing it at him. Uh, Dylan in uh, fights both Lucy and Cindy, and Cindy sacrifices her life to save Lucy. She steps in front of him and tries to fight him, and he breaks her neck and like like sticks out, and she like floats. That scene um, is so weird, by the way. That scene is weird. Yeah. So because she goes she, down and yeah. she starts unlocking the children. Right? Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's unlocking the children. Yeah. So once once the children rise up and grab him and like start pulling on him, he's like, Oh the children. <laughs> so um Mark gets out after they just run around, like the villains are running around, right? Yeah. And they're like, they're not even vampires. They're more like zombies. They're more like deadites, right? They seem more yeah. like deadites than vampires. And he's running them down through town square. Mark gets out and he <clears throat> goes to, to help save Lucy. And Marty gets attacked by this one vampire. And he, they have like a fight inside the van. So Mark gets his ass beat by Dylan. <laughs> he just gets smacked around. He gets picked up and slammed. Like, he's just, it's, he's no match for him. Yeah. It, and then at this point, the two that are struggling in the van wreck it into the, like, the church area, the crypt area. And they hit a car, which immediately explodes into a fireball. It skids on its side and impales Dylan and kills him. Yeah. What do you guys think of this whole third act climax? I don't. I don't think of it. Yeah, I mean, they, they really, they telegraphed the end of it. We alluded to that a couple moments ago. And uh, I just feel like it was lazy writing, honestly. <laughs> oh, God. How are we going to end this thing? I, You know what? We're going to have this van fly through the air. <laughs> you know, I don't really have too much of a problem with that. That's a fun Hollywoodish good ending. Sure. What do you think of the execution of the whole attack? 
you know, like the whole attack on the town and then the fights and everything. There's a lot of ambition behind this. It's just like the, the ambition was too big for the budget and the the scope was too big, I feel like, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like the vampires ran around a lot. They That's didn't actually it have purpose. You it just was I mean? ru- a bunch of running around. Yeah. 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 Yes. What do you think, Lydia? I'm just, I, like, I was trying to imagine this movie if Wes Craven directed it. Mm, yeah. It would been a way how better movie. Good, how good and how scary. Like, I want to, I, like, I want that. I want Wes Craven's version yeah, of this. Because there are some good ideas in here. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. just the execution isn't, and I get the Evil Dead tone they're going for, and you could totally nail that tone, too. If you just work on it, you can nail that tone and make it both scary and fun, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of the the goal. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're dead, or Dylan's dead. Then Marty <laughs> crawls out. Then we cut in the ending of this goddamn movie, you guys. The ending of this movie. Daylight comes. All of the townspeople are back to normal. They're like, oh, man, I had a weird dream last. My chest really hurts up. Uh, John down the road was pulling out shards of uh, wood splinters. from his chest. Yeah. Splinters. I don't splinters. know what's going on. Oh, I was pulling splinters out of people all day. Yeah. What? And then, what are you talking about? Then Marty comes up and he's like, yeah. hey guys, how's it going? He's like, yeah, oh, he, like. He's no longer the town drunk. Yeah, he's dressed up. He's got a suit on. And it's like, I got big plans for this town. I'm bringing people with disposable income. And, and he's, he's like, like, what? But he still has terrible teeth. Hey, you know. All of it's weird. I'm sure then the town has a dentist. They have a doctor. He's shaved. So they, he's clean shaved. He's like a totally different person. But he has, still has like a homeless man teeth. Well, you can't fix that overnight. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, those so, weren't his real teeth, I don't think, either. Like, they could have just like straightened him up and had him have nice teeth. Yeah, but you just can't fix that. They're like, well, that way we know this is the same guy. So we um, get all of this. Like, I don't... <laughs> I guess that when they killed Dylan, it freed all of them from the curse, so they're no longer vampires, is the thought process. Oh, yeah. So, so we also missed the uh, the Children of the Night. Yes, so... They made their once, only appearance here. Once Dylan... Well, second appearance, because they pull him down. That's true. Then true. once Dylan is killed, they walk off, and she's like, look, it's the children. I have expected her to say... Of the night. They're free. <laughs> but the children are free, so their souls are free. And then the mailman walks by. And he waves at him. And yeah. they're like... Who? So Sarah thought that the mailman was the priest. But I rewound it multiple times, and I don't think so. It's not. It's definitely not. It's like who literally is someone mailman? who isn't in the entire movie. Is right. it a vampire? Is it Dylan? Is it the vampire? Let's uh, let's. I don't know. I genuinely, <laughs> I. It's nobody. It's nobody. I I was like, there has to be an importance to this character, right? Because they make a point to frame him, and then have him wave at him, and then like, him to kind of react. Nope. Like the it was man. like a beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. The mailman is Brad uh, Overturf. Okay. So it's just some just a mailman. Yeah, he, he doesn't have any other credits in the movie. At some guy that makes no sense. He's not even a character, and they're just like, 
having a triumphant moment over the mailman that yeah. is nobody. It, it's only overshadowed by the completely ridiculous Hollywood like double take that Marty gives uh, our two main characters because he's like talking to the people and he's like, <sighs> yeah, and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we did it, <laughs> we did it. Yeah, and then so they're like weird. And then they're like, well, let's uh, walk off or whatever. So they just walk off into the, and then the credits put, roll. And I, I put a get the ending that. they're trying for. <laughs> put Go a ahead, clip Lydia. of that mailman scene. Yep, clip of the mailman. The mailman scene is right here. Like, I get the ending they're going for. They're kind of, like, going for, like, a, you know... Like, the blob kind of has that a little bit. You know, when they defeat the blob and the town all comes together. And it's like, oh, it's over. Everything's good again. And then we get the weird tacked-on ending that we don't like about the blob. Uh, but this one, it just ends on that moment. But it felt like a TV movie ending, right? Or a Goosebumps episode ending. It definitely did. Like... Guess what? Only a couple people really died. There wasn't a lot. There was only two real, three real deaths. Billy, uh, well, maybe four. Uh, the one vampire, Billy, her mom, uh, Cindy, and her mom. So it's like, eh, but you know, the town as a whole, the curse is lifted. Everybody's fine. And that is Children of the Night. So you guys, what do you think of? Uh, Children of the Night. Let's start with you, Lydia. Tell me your thoughts and pumpkin rating for Children of the Night. Uh, my thoughts. The acting is pretty bad. Mm -hmm. The special effects are pretty good. Mm -hmm. The plot is pretty bad. Mm. And the movie as a whole is not great. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> the long way around to get to it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> Derek, what are your uh, thoughts on Children of the Night? Um, there are reasons why this movie was memorable from my childhood. <laughs> and, none of them are, and none of them are good. <laughs> Except, I, I, I would disagree. I think the image of the, of, the, of the puke up lungs is a good image. It's a good idea. Good yeah, idea. It, was, it was memorable for sure. I, so I, Also, I did have a crush. On the actress Billy. who, no, definitely not Dylan. <laughs> um, the actress who played uh, Lucy, I had a crush on her when I was, well, uh, you know, she younger. is really adorable. So yeah, she is. Fair. She's very she pretty. Is. But uh, yeah, you know, I like I said, I, I, obviously I did remember this movie <laughs> for better or for worse. Who knows? Lydia's really sad she had to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I am going to be a little bit more generous. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Because it had some original content in it. Execution was lacking a lot. There were no real stellar actors, but uh, I, I also had a little bit of fun watching it. It was kind of ridiculous. So I'm going to give it a three. All right, Jamie, guys, it's so... your turn. All right, guys. So here's my thoughts on Children of the Night. I'm kind of of two minds of this movie. I mean, I'm not of two minds if this movie's any good. That's already made up. It's not. It's not a very good movie. But here are kind of my thoughts. Um, I think the execution is not very good. I think there are some really good ideas in here. I really do. I think there's some interesting ideas and some great visuals, and I think there's some really great makeup effects for the, for the budget that they had. I like the ambition. I like the, the tone they're going for. And I kind of like those cheesy, fun, move, you know, like uh, Monster Squad and, and even more adult versions of it. So like, you know, like the Tales from the Crypt movies and those sort of things. I like that tone. And of course, Evil Dead um, and Evil Dead 2 especially. But the execution is just really bad. And not only is it really bad from a production standpoint, it's really bad from a writing standpoint because I just... And maybe in the script, all of it did make sense, but in the finished film, they cut out everything. So I am going to give this movie a three out of 10 pumpkins as well, just because, just because I think the special effects are good. And man, it's goofy and I can't like completely give it a one i don't feel like i feel like a bully picking on it, <laughs> it <a> <laughs> so i mean what other movies have i given a three i think popcorn did i give popcorn a three uh you have never given a movie a three okay this one deserves a three then wait did i rate popcorn higher than this uh yes popcorn you gave a five. Oh well wow. let's retroactively give popcorn a a lower grade. No, no, you cannot. This is not what Back to give, the Future. What, what did I give popcorn? Uh, you gave popcorn a four. Wow. I don't know. Incredible. I think this is a better movie than popcorn. Right? I think this is a. I think I would rather watch this than popcorn. Yeah. 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 So maybe I should raise my. I, maybe I'll go up to like a. Ooh, I don't know. Three. Why did we give popcorn a four? I don't I mean, know. It must have been. You gave it a five, okay, but... Lydia. No, you gave it a five. She oh, gave, I it, gave a it a four. Five. I oh. gave it a six point five. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Toby Carey carried that. Uh, yeah, he was that good. Movie. He, he was good. Popcorn is pretty bad, man. I he think this movie's better made than Popcorn. I think let's reverse <laughs> this. I'm gonna give Popcorn a three, and I'll give <laughs> <Nope>. this one. A... <laughs> well, okay. So at the end of the season. We'll do like a retrospective, and we'll see if we if our grades still stand. Okay, how's that sound? Okay, okay. okay that'll be so, fun. <clears throat> I'm gonna give this a three. You know what time it is, don't you? I do. It is time to agonize this movie. So, guys, who would Tom Atkins be in Children of the Night? There's the only preacher. one. Oh, really? The You're going to go with the secondary character. The, I, well, I would, he, uh, 
he sleeps with his sister's or his what is it? His brother's wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sister-in-law. <laughs> his brother's former roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I would his say I cast him as Mark. That's who I would cast him as, Mark. Why not? Let yeah. him back on a young chick. He uh, doesn't get laid, though. Ah, he does not, after the movie. Not yet, Lydia. She's got to be of age. Come on. You know, <laughs> listen. He's not yeah. a Billy. Yeah, you know, after she turns 18. This would have been a different movie. Listen, after, after she turns 18, she's definitely uh, wetting his. She's definitely wetting his steak, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. He slayed her with his steak. That's actually, when we were watching this, Jake was like, are they going to, like, have sex so that she's not a virgin so she will be safe? That's, that's where what Jake they do. was like, is that what's going to happen here? That's what they do when once bitten. That's how yep. they that's fight the, her off in once bitten. That's where my mind went. Yep. But that would not have worked for this movie, right? If, no, I mean nothing worked for this movie, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's true. they would have called it the Gates Files if uh, that would have happened. <laughs> the Gates Files. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Officer Gates. This was like Isn't... this was like a rated R kids movie. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just because of the way it was made. Like it's just the that's it's just because of the execution is why. Yeah. And Jamie. I and good. I see where he was going. I see, like literally, when I watched it, I felt like he was like, "Okay, so we want a movie like Evil Dead, like especially like Evil Dead Two. Let's do that." I just watched it. I'm gonna throw out all my best Sam Raimi shots, but you forgot to make the story fit it, and you forgot to make the story coherent, and you forgot to have the energy behind because it. it lacked energy. <clears throat> yeah, a the Sam comedy? Raimi movie. Yeah. The, the, the jokes bits, didn't land. The jokes didn't land. It's like yeah. the comedy was almost there, but none of them landed. And it, I mean, that that's the most memorable part to me is the jokes that didn't land because it was so hilarious to watch them not land. Derek, this movie also, I think, takes influence from uh, the Phantasm sequels. Don't you kind of see that? Yeah. 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 Like a little bit of the tone is almost fantastic. We'll get into the Phantasm movies here soon. Um, Lydia has not seen any of them, have you? No. So we'll get into those. Um, but that's kind of our final thoughts on... Uh, what the hell was this movie called? <laughs> Children of the Night. <laughs> Wait, I got one more thought. I got one more yeah, thought. I think that if we ever establish ourselves... You want to remake this? We should tackle this title. I think we can make it fun because I think there's good I ideas. Do too. Just tweak a couple things, right? Lydia, you can yep. come up with how to do new cocoons. You want to remake it? We can remake it. We're going to we'll rewrite make it the script. Better. Yeah. Rewrite the script so it makes sense. You, you can come up with cocoon uh, visions and, and uh, makeup for uh, vampires. We can come up with some kooky evil dead shots. <laughs> Okay. We will totally I mean, nail that it. would be pretty fun, actually. Yeah, we'll cast Tom Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> we could but do a we'll, sequel. We'll change it so instead of Mark like being like macking on her, he'll just be like a like a paternal figure for her, right? Well, he and can he'll be, be the he'll, grandpa that uh, she lives with. Yeah, and he can hook up. Uh, 
he can hook up with somebody else at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got this figured out. There we go. Stay tuned for our for our eventual remake of Children of the Night. It's gonna be it's gonna be a classic. We'll call it Children of the Night New Blood. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I was gonna means. call it Children of the Daytime. <laughs> we'll call it There Are No Children of Anything in This Movie. <laughs> There's we'll one it. and he totally gets staked. Adolescence. We'll call it Adolescence in the Water Crypt. <laughs> yes, real, that's perfect. Real quick, when they were swimming Water in that crypt. tomb, did you get any like uh <laughs> like I had flashes when they're swimming in the crypt, I was like, shit, do you think do you think the night shields under there? <laughs> I expected Indiana Jones to swim by. <laughs> Rats everywhere. <laughs> that's funny. But I think that's uh, all we have to say on Adolescence of the uh, Water Crypt. Um, <laughs> be sure Dylan, to comment. May he rest in peace. Who's resting in peace? Dylan. He's Dylan. dead. <laughs> Lydia and I were both like, huh? <laughs> you know, the vampire name we can't pronounce. Yeah. Shavakalaka. By the way, in our remake, his name's going to be Dylan. Yes, that's it will be. be. His, that's going to be his name. The vampire. Dylan. <laughs> we'll do like That's a, a great vampire in. name. We'll put, do a push in. Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, be sure to like, subscribe, share this, folks. Get all your friends to listen to it. Share it to your grandma because I'm sure she loves hearing us say the fuck words and talk about blood. Um, share it with your friends. Comment down below. We'll be announcing winners of the costume contest in the next couple episodes. Yep. So show us your pictures for your Halloween costumes for the uh, Halloween episode. And uh, anything else that I'm forgetting, guys? Wouldn't that be over by now? Well, yeah, it's over. Well, yeah, I guess it is over, isn't it? We Wait, it depends we'll on how long to, we did it. We'll have yeah. to release <laughs> the contest online. Yes, yes, yes. We're so Maybe we already ahead. did that. Who knows? Hey, you listen. know what? Time is relative. We'll see what happens. Time yeah. is relative. The body is but a vessel for the soul. You son of a bitch. If you if you just keep posting pictures of your costumes, we will just keep rating them. Yes, we will. We will rate them all day long. We love That's costumes. Right. And you're all winners. All winners. So like, subscribe, comment, share. We love you guys. Um, Wait, I got one, one last thought. What? I was wrapping it up, Derek. Jesus. I know. When she was like, she made a positive comment, so I just wanted to add to it. Uh-huh. I just wanted to tell everybody to take care of themselves and each other. You interrupted me for that? <laughs> you interrupted me for that Jerry Springer joke? That's exactly what that I... only we would get because we're old enough to understand. That's right, but this is going to prompt somebody to go... And Google Jerry Springer, and now we're going to reintroduce the world. I think people know who Jerry Springer is. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like that country music star. <laughs> you this didn't is that... off the rails. I was about to end the episode. It was such a good ending. I was feeling it. I told everybody I loved them. I was heartfelt. And then you're like, <laughs> Jerry Springer. <laughs> I didn't mention him by name. That was you. Folks. This is the end of the episode now. 
So for <laughs> bloody movies, this is the end. So for Lydia Judy, Derek Lemaster, I'm Jamie Hiles. Remember, if you're going to scream, scream, scream bloody, bloody movies. movies. Good night, folks. <laughs>